So I'll just mention it. Crawl. Crawl was great. We played it together this morning. Cookie and I were mobbing, but, but Cookie ultimately turned the tables and so defeated the boss. Crawl, I believe, came out this week or might have been a week before that. It's relatively new. It's an 8-bit dungeon crawling game where it's one versus many. So it's a four-player local co-op game where everyone starts off as the hero of the story. But there's this battle, free-for-all, where you have to kill the other heroes. And it's a one-hit kill. So. It's a one-hit kill. And then at that point, the one that's left is literally a hero trying to cr- dungeon crawl through this dungeon. Scott. While the other, <laughs> while the other three come back as ghosts and at this point they can summon monsters while hovering over like pentagrams and they control those monsters to try to kill the hero to regain their humanity they can also control traps and other random objects throughout the dungeon crawl so the hero is trying to not only kill everything to get away but he needs to hit level 10 by killing enough monsters to summon a portal to defeat the big boss so he can escape with his humanity while the ghosts slash the villains are trying to kill him to regain their humanity and then also hit level 10 so that way they can go ahead and fight the boss. Fight the boss, regain their humanity. So it kind of becomes like a little bit... It's a balancing act of killing enough monsters to gain that XP and also gaining enough gold to purchase items at a store that's on each level of the floor right you need useful enough tools to beat the boss as we learned yes and then at the end of each floor there's always a trap door going down to the next level so every time you level up the ghost gain wrath so that way they can level up their monsters so their monsters become harder to kill as you're crawling through this dungeon so then at this point it goes like you might hit five levels on the first first time, so everyone's got a bunch of wrath, but you've got no wrath to level up your monsters that you would normally use. So it becomes harder for you to become the human again mm-hmm. once you've lost your yes. humanity. Yes, yes. <laughs> as I've experienced. It, it's a really delicate balance, but I feel like they do a good job doing that, or creating that balance between monster and human, and the like, requirement to be good at both. Yes. I think the good trick for when you're playing with with four of us is that we were all for monsters at least upgrading down a different upgrade path as well yeah because i feel like having the same upgraded monsters don't synergize as well as having very diverse monster move sets to have the hero needs the hero needs to adapt to all that exactly you have one lay down like the aoe attacks like cookie was doing and then that way you can corner the hero against a stronger like bruiser or brawler type of monster. And then you have a third one that's just ranged picking at him. Yep. It's really hard. <laughs> but yeah, so played a lot of crawl this week. That was tons of fun. Brother told me about it. He was like, hey, should I get the Darkest Dungeon? I was like, yeah, it's a great game. He's like, cool. I was trying to decide between that and crawl. You should look at crawl. And I was like, oh, this game looks... 8-bitty and retro as fuck. Yeah. Yes. I'm getting this. I, I didn't expect that the game matches themselves actually don't have to be that long. Mm-hmm. Because we went through that one game, uh, you managed to beat the boss, and that was probably less than 20 minutes. Yeah. And I've had faster games, like, so when you're by yourself, you can put, put yourself against three AI. They're surprisingly tough. So, like, on easy... It's kind of like a crapshoot of like how difficult they become. It just depends on how much synergy they have. But when they're playing as like the final boss in the area on easy, you can like really tell that they're like not really that coordinated. Sure. But like, so I've had a game on normal fucking crawling for like an hour and a half. Those guys are so fucking difficult. And they use like advanced strategies. So like I was like, oh sweet, the first guy hit level ten. I was at level like three at this point. It's like so obviously he's going to go straight for the main boss, and he's like, nope, and just goes off and buys some other crap, and then he goes down a floor. So then like one dude, he had a bunch of wrath built up, and he had just become the human. So instead of like going to going to like a little going to like any other areas 
he knew where the exit was, so he just like straight took the exit so that way no one could upgrade their monsters, but he could upgrade his monsters while he was still human. And this is like, oh, you learn advanced strategies by playing against hard AI. The AI balance is like really nice. So that's one thing that I always that I usually fall short with couch co-op games for me is like if I don't have someone to play couch co-op with, I don't really have a big incentive to play this game. But, but with the proper AI, it uh, provides that yeah, that and, value in crawl definitely. So it teaches you stuff. The game mode that we played, I'm assuming is the primary game mode. Is there any other game mode? I don't think so. Okay. I think that's that's just it. So like if we played on the other PlayStation 4, we've got so at the very beginning of the match, you kind of select which deity you want to follow and it gives you three starting monsters that you can level up and they've got different stats. On the other PlayStation 4, we've played a lot more rounds. So we've got, I think, half that first row of deities that you can select is available. Then there's also one where you can say, I forget what it's called, like scorn the gods. So you don't actually worship a deity. But the thing is, so like I scorn the gods and it said, okay, you've got these three monsters that you could start off with. You've got, so you've got different things. Right. But at this point, I was, it was illegal for me to buy weapons. I had a slingshot. (laughs) (laughs) It's difficult, to say the least. So is that the intentionally harder game mode? Okay. Yeah, so basically it was like, so I don't think I ended up winning. I think I ended up losing to the monster the final time, to the boss the final time, thus coming in last place because I'm the only person that couldn't come back as a ghost at this point. But it was like, with the slingshot, it was kind of like using a bow and arrow that had like a ridiculous cooldown. So it was just a lot of dodge rolling out of the way. Hmm. Because you'd tap X and he'd start winding up his slingshot. Then you'd be able to aim. Oh, and then you it's and, that type of slingshot. It's like yeah. a David and Goliath yeah, slingshot. Yeah, you're literally David. And then you had to aim. Then you threw the slingshot. But then it only had so much range. So it didn't like clear the screen at all. It didn't even get halfway through the screen, so it was like, okay, it's a oh, so fucking good. Fucking love this game. Yeah, anyway. I, I enjoyed it a lot. We we should definitely do a, a play a couple of videos for it. It's very Agreed. worthwhile. Oh yeah, yeah. Besides that, played a lot of crawl. Got MLB the Show sixteen. I like baseball, not in real life, just in <laughs> video games. Yeah, ditto. And then just dis- almost said Disgaea. That other game, Persona. Persona 5? Yeah. That's what I've been playing. What have you been playing, Scott? So On your busted computer. Yeah, I didn't play any computer games because of that. Um, however, I did get to play a game yesterday called Everything. Oh, how is that? It's weird, man. Uh, I like it. The best thing about Everything is... So, the, the main concept is you start out as some thing like it, <laughs> it could be <laughs> it's true you could start out as like i started out as like a harbor seal but i could have started out as something else and i run around learning the basics of how to like manipulate the game um and there are really some basic options you can either descend or ascend and so that brings you into like a greater or uh, mm, a, I should say a finer or a broader focus of perspective of everything. And so I started as a harbor seal. I made friends with a couple other harbor seals until I was a big group of harbor seals. <laughs> and, and I also, it took me a little while to re- realize that I was a harbor seal. Like I had to call out to other things and sing as it's called to like identify myself as a harbor seal and once i did that i was like okay i understand what i am and now i can ascend or descend so i decided to ascend so i ascended and i became like a pine tree and so when i became a pine tree my perspective of time changes because now when i move as the time tree the sun and moon are like shooting by in the sky because all this time is passing for me to shrink and for another pine tree to grow when i move which is really cool. And so I turned into a forest of pine trees and then I ascended again. And this time I became an entire like 
green continent and I got to watch like my mountain ranges grow and my coasts subside as I moved across the planet. And same thing, like the time <laughs> perspective totally changes. Yeah, and you can be a lot of weird things. Like you, so you could be you could be deer that for some reason don't use their legs. They just Yeah, roll. they roll. I don't know if they're gonna improve this or not, but like most of the four legged animals roll on their face, like on their face, onto their back, onto their butt, back onto their four legs. Yeah, yeah. The harbor seals just kinda hop, but so anyway, I kept uh I kept like ascending greater and greater. So then I went from continent to like cloud system. And then after I was a cloud system, I ascended to be a planet in a solar system. And so then I approached the sun, I ascended to the sun's level and I became a planetary system. And so after that, I was able to ascend again and I got to the, I got to be a galaxy. And as a galaxy, I collected other galaxies and then I ascended again to like, a, a super cluster and then once I reached super cluster level I ascended again and I reached like fractal fourth dimension of being which is fucking trippy it like <laughs> blows your mind and so you can continue from there and I kept going up but I'll tell you about another approach that you can do too so later when I, I got back to being a medium sized rock I decided to shrink into a smaller rock and then I shrunk into a patch of grass. And then I descended into, um, I think, like a bug. And then from the bug, I descended into a particle of, like, uh, dirt. And then after that particle of dirt, I descended into, like, a single... Um, oh, I, I descended into a bacteriophage. And then I descended from that into, like an atomic particle and then i descended further into like the the uh like semi-atomic like quasi structure of an atom and then i descended again and i'm back into the fucking like fourth dimensional stratus and then i descended again into a universe like a super cluster so, so it's, it it's completely a... circular between ascension and descension so when you so say you decide to ascend to yeah. something bigger, mm -hmm. more time, but then you descend. Do you descend back to the thing that you were before? I can, or I can descend to something else of its like relative size. And this is where shit gets really, really crazy. Everything that I do has an effect on what happens. So I start, and there's like this golden weird object in the center of the screen, and I just start like roaming around as Harbor Seal because I don't give a shit about it. And <laughs> it just it looks like a weird object, and it's something I also can interact with, which is kind of weird. But so I go ahead and I do all of my growth and I grow out of my universe into the and, and when I grow far enough, I go back to the like subatomic level and then I grow out from the and I'm a carbon atom. And so then I move forward and I become like a bacterium. And then after that, I become a like mushroom and then from mushroom on its way up. Well, now I'm in a completely different like plane of reality so now i haven't like ascended to this new like green planet that i was on beforehand now i'm in a place where like fungi grow to the size of trees and there aren't really trees and the animals are different or weird and like the physics and the reality of that area is different so i start you know like transitioning through multiple like i guess like realities or yeah, possible universes. And then after I've I've done enough like skipping from universe to universe or going back to like the galaxy screen, finding a different galaxy and zooming in on that and checking out its solar systems and then planets, it tells me it's like, okay, now go back to where you started. And I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. Because how can you remember? You've been like a billion different things and you've generated new things. Like you've forever changed the format so if i cluster a bunch of galaxies together they'll stay there in that cluster if i can ever find my way back like Holy at God. one point in time i took control of buildings and i just moved a bunch of buildings congregated <laughs> in the which that is the only thing that really doesn't make sense <laughs> is that the fact that like when you're grass you can actually move the patch of grass it makes sense but when you're a building and you're like 
destroying yourself and then just being built again, like in the middle of the street this time, it doesn't make sense. Oh, that that's how they justify it. That's how it moves. Yeah. <laughs> because I mean, like so I, I was a mailbox at one point in time and I was sprouting other mailboxes <laughs> moving forward. I was watching the gameplay as a piece of pizza and the pizza just rolls. Yeah, so the how pizza does- just flops. So certain things grow and shrink and other things just like move as singular objects. Mm. And you can also replicate things, too, if you have more than one. So if I have two mailboxes, I can technically have them dance and then generate a third mailbox. The perspective of time is really cool how it adjusts for each item that you are based on how you move. So like later, I became a storm cloud and I just grew larger and larger. And then I put myself over a continent and then I zoomed into the continent and it was raining there because I had taken the storm cloud and moved it there. It's it is the closest thing to what just is this like on. Uh I played it on PS4. And there's Alan Watts lectures that you can find around there too. And if you don't know about him, he's uh he's a he's like a metaphysical philosopher. He's oh, he's very sounds, cool dude. That sounds fuck me. It'll it it'll like blow your mind if you're in the right like right mindset so for wait, it, I guess. Are these lectures on the game? Yes, they're okay. in the game playing while you're doing stuff. He's a really, I love his lectures. Like, he's a really creative and exciting one, but he's also very insightful. So, yeah, it's everything is about being everything. Is there an end game state? I mean, I assume it's getting back to that goal, but I'll never do it. Like, there's no, if I were to run the numbers, like, it's near impossible for me to be able to do that. Hey, don't believe in yourself. Believe, believe in, in the you. me that I believe in me that believes in you. Believe in the me that believes in Neil that believes in the me that believes in you. It just seems like too much work. So, <laughs> so basically, you're playing No Man's Sky, but everything. Yeah, it's you're but playing, it's good. You're playing it's the No Man's Sky. Problem. We, we yeah, wanted. it's good and it's cheaper. So, and there's also no like resource gathering and I am right? the resource. I yeah. I gather myself and move. Like it's pretty cool. I'll have to check this out. Yeah. Can you ascend and descend at any given point in time, or do you have to reach a criteria before you have you to understand that? what you are? So, like when I descended into a tardigrade, then I had to swim around making tardigrade sounds at other things until I could determine that I was a tardigrade, mm-hmm. and then I was allowed to ascend or descend. So I was kind of looking at his his video that he was watching. When you say you don't understand what you are, I thought it was in third person. Is it not? Is it in first? It is in third person, but the game like has a certain je ne sais quoi. Well, you can't just keep like ascending and descending really quick. Essentially, like you have to understand what you are, but only once. Then, so if I descend into a flower of some sort, like I descend into a daisy, it'll take me a little bit of time to figure out I'm a daisy. But then way further in the future if i go to descend again and there's a daisy instead of my like descending menu being like question 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 and a circle highlighting the daisy it'll go daisy and i'll just move to the daisy and then i can move to something else and just to reiterate uh, if it's not obvious you it, like when you're saying you don't understand what you are you as a player like as understand, the person yeah, understand I'm like, that looks like a mailbox yeah you're the consciousness that you are playing as does not recognize it's a mailbox until it in that case, I'm assuming it interacts with other mailboxes. Yeah, yeah. So I turned um, continents into newspaper stands at one point in time. You can also like fuck with the dimensions of things and whatnot. So in, this planet now has like floating newspaper stands the size of continents in it. What <laughs> the <So> fuck? <laughs> Sounds pretty interesting. It's really Sounds trippy. Like my game. It's, it's a Sounds lot like- of it's a lot of fun to just fuck around with like i feel like you could mess around within it forever until you just got bored of like the basic concept but so it sounds like one more reason to not play more persona 5 thanks no you should play persona 5 get it out of the way because this thing i feel like you could approach at any point in time but but like right now i got crawl (laughs) crawl is real good i'll play that with you some more that i've been like uh, neglecting persona 5 to play I've been neglecting Persona 5. I'm not going to lie to you. He doesn't want those test scores. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to restart. The The one thing you should look at, forward to, though, because uh, I won't be able to immediately, is starting a new game plus because 
of all the small stupid things, like when you get chalk thrown at you and you're not proficient enough to dodge it. Wait, I can dodge that later? You can totally dodge it. Yeah. It's so satisfying when you dodge it because your character dodges it and immediately after goes back to like slouching on his desk. <laughs> <laughs> the teacher's just like, fine, whatever. <laughs> I'm out of chalk, damn it. <laughs> Class is dismissed. You, you Skimote get, Coon, go pick that up. I need that. <laughs> you get nailed with the chalk no matter what on your first playthrough because you don't have like the proficiency stat. Yeah. dodge it so you get hit with it and at, at that point you're just like son of a bitch <laughs> son oh. of a bitch son of a bitch oh <laughs> with everything do you do you think it's a game that could later have multiplayer in some, uh, implemented in don't make that promise neil yeah i'm not i'm not trying to make the promise no for no, no you can you but. can you can play multiplayer you know it is multiplayer in the sense that if you both go to the same spot you won't be able to see each other because it's not actually multiplayer. <laughs> God damn it. It's just, I I really like the idea of being able to interact with other players with this game concept. I, I don't know how crazy that would be. I do be. not see it being multiplayer. I feel like that would be way too hard. Because it's probably procedurally generating whenever you go through the cycle. Mm -hmm. And so at some point, I mean, I imagine, I, I don't know. I the imagine fact that it has memory of what you've already done is what blew my mind. I'm like, yeah. What the fuck? Like, how can it process this? You know how it can process it? Because it doesn't spend any of its resources on making the animals move realistically. That, that's why they roll that's on true. their faces. So, but, but I'm just thinking like, you know, just like how Minecraft can have issues, at least, you know, when we're talking years ago when computers weren't what they were before. Mm -hmm. When you couldn't build a computer in Minecraft, that was the same exact, like, computer as yeah you're, <laughs> you're working with well but uh I, I i'm just wondering if it's feasible because minecraft used to have that same problem where once the server got too big from it being procedurally generated into a larger and larger uh world as you went further and further that maybe it's not as impossible to have an everything server with certain restrictions between a couple players. It's the kind of game that actually makes me like i enjoy it now but it makes me so hopeful for 30 years in the future when computing power is beyond my comprehension and we can do something like that with it. Yeah. Like, it's going to blow my mind then to see see that level of like possibility to explore and create. I'm just thinking too, we're only thinking cyclically when it comes to these uh, existences or universes. No. But once you become a planet or a solar system you could go into or at least i was thinking this way mm -hmm. you can go into other solar systems and other planets yeah and it it could be infinite in that regard too so it has to expand and generate on two axes if you will not yeah, only exactly not only like interdimensional but also scope so that yeah that that's impressive that's cool right exactly and then you could like theorize so here's here's a trip that i could take from Harbor Seal, I can eventually ascend to the point of being a galaxy. And then I can move over, find a different, like, I found a nebula cluster. And then I zoom into that, and maybe I find a solar system in there. And then I zoom into that, and I find a planet that I like. And I zoom into that, and then I zoom in all the way down to the molecular level. And then descend past that point where I reset to being at the highest ascension, which is, you know, that... I don't know what else to call it besides like just geometric representation, like fractals. And then I've dropped down into a new like universe, as we'd call it, right? Well, now I can just like pick a different galaxy to go to, build that up, go back to like a super cluster in size, and then zoom back up. Like I've generated new universes, but theoretically, I could leave those cluster of galaxies together and tr retrace my steps specifically if I leave landmarks and try and like navigate my way back and go really back cool. to being that that humble that harbor, harbor seal. seal. Yeah, but I personally, it's it's going to be impossible for how I did it because I went everywhere. Like <laughs> random selection w is is more or less what I did for a lot of stuff. So so you were God. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's it's nice to play God. So, Neil, did you play God in anything besides Persona 5? You, you don't necessarily even play God in Persona 5, I feel like. You play uh, you play an angsty teenager. You play God's older brother. <laughs> <laughs> Who beats up God for lunch so money so much cooler. <laughs> no, I, I You play Sakamoto-kun? <laughs> cool. Cooler. Coolest. Coolest. 
Sakamoto, Sakamoto. I'm really, I'm also kind of bothered by the name pronunciation in five. Because mm, there is a Sakamoto, but a Sakamoto. 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 Yeah, that's not good. Takamaki, <laughs> Takamaki. That oh. one's a little less annoying to me. And it, 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 it's like to the point where I'm questioning whether or not I'm saying things correctly. No, because <laughs> it's, almost, it's almost like if it's that bad, just start naming them Greg and Emily. <laughs> is it that bad, though? I, I, I guess just playing 68 hours into it like, has gotten me to the point where I accept it now. I'm confident enough that you're. I'm confident that you're enough of a weeb that you know how to pronounce it, though. I don't know, I man. Be. I don't know. I've lost. I used the confidence. to think I knew how to pl- pronounce Ang. Isn't it? Wait, Ang? You mean from uh, Avatar? Yeah, it might be Ang. It might be Ong. It depends what. Like, Isn't it like A Aaron Ang? <laughs> yes. A Aaron. A Aaron. That's my uh, middle name. Cookie A Aaron Skamilk. <laughs> is that a key and peel skit? It is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What what are some all right, no, no that, that's getting oh. off topic. Anyway, um video games. Prepared to dine. Have you guys looked at this teaser? Uh that was released by Namco Bandai, i.e. the publishers of Dark Souls. Oh, you can bet that the moment I knew anything coming out with Prepare to, like I was I was watching the trailer. I was at work, and I think my boss was even strolling by. I'm like, no, it's worth it. I really do need to know about this right now. <laughs> so yeah, I, I saw it. There's nothing super substantial right now. Um, it's not. It's there's no mention of From Software anywhere in there, which is the only thing that keeps me from getting like super hyped. Yeah, that it's not some sort of weird Bloodborne transition like. They might take the franchise and do a second Bloodborne or something. Which you I know? would be all would for. Would be amazing. I think it would go great for them. But I, I don't think it's going to be that, even though it has this kind of Bloodborne look to it with the whole gun blade and the, the like stark red that of, of like the blood um, that's shown in the video. Because it's, it's really only three colors, the red, white, and black. Oh, sorry. I'm watching it right now. Yeah, no, it's really cool. Well, and so in particular, I'm I'm under the impression that this is going to be a 2D game and probably a platformer at that. Not like a traditional platformer, I guess, but uh it have you played Salt and Sanctuary before? No, but I know of it. It's another Souls-like game. Yeah. Same reason I I thought about uh buying Hollow Knight. But that's coming out for uh the Switch and so when I get a Switch, I'll probably put it on that mm. cuz Portable Dark Souls would be great. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious about this game. Uh, and and granted, there was probably not going to be any connection. I'm assuming to Dark Souls, but I'm I'd assuming agree. they're using the prepare to dine as more or less like a marketing pitch of like, right. hey, you know, Dark this is, Souls. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is a game kind of like that. We applied some tweaks, but yeah, if it's, I'll keep my eye on it because that's that's my genre of games. For that's that's the genre of games that like. I am the biggest fan of. To be completely honest, when I first saw the teaser, or not not the video, but when I saw the prepare to dine hashtag in the news, I was really hoping it was going to be way more... Kitchen like, souls? Yeah, kitchen <laughs> cooking based. Because like there's cooking a, wars? Well, there there's a game, uh, Shokugeki. Is that the Japanese yeah, name for Shokugeki it? Shokugeki no Soma. Okay, yeah. Which I should admit, I have seen... Wait, like Food Wars? One, yeah. Yeah, Food Wars. Yeah. There we I right. fucking Not love Food Wars. I've seen like one episode of that. And so I know I need to watch more because I love food. And I also oh watch God, anime. It's, it's so good. It's um, so good. It's so bad. It's so good. <laughs> so I'll get to it sometime. You don't have to tell me about how great it is. I know it's out there and I'll probably get to it. I, I personally think Sweetness to Lightning is better if, if you're strictly watching it from a food standpoint because i think shokugeki has more of an etchy like a light etchy aspect to it whereas it's like dbz with food right well but, well so, etchy means specifically like a focus on well th- this isn't the this isn't the definition but etchy has a focus on female anatomy we'll say <laughs> well they do a lot of that one guy derobes a lot okay Oh, that's true. They they are catering to both audiences. So it's very fan servicey. Yeah, it's very in both fan respects. Service. Well, it's as like... everybody knows, that's my favorite thing about anime <laughs> is the fan service. 
Sometimes sarcasm doesn't transfer well over. No, audio. it doesn't. So people are going to think that I just love it. It's the main reason that he watches all the shows he watches. Yeah. I, I actually don't know if I watch any shows that are fan servicey. I mean, I watch Gurren Lagan and Kill the Kill, I'd be willing to argue, have, have some fans. Kill the no, Kill is. They, they definitely do, but they do it in a way that's almost mocking oh, fan service, too. Totally agree. Yeah. But it's there. Yeah. yeah it's definitely <laughs> it's there. there. <laughs> well, so uh, there is a game. I'm trying to remember what it is that is in a ways uh like a action combat game that has cooking in it so it's it's kind of like what if you mixed uh i mean there's an old shinobi game with uh with iron chef and so i was kind of thinking of that when i saw prepare to die and i wish i had the name present but i wish you did too now this yeah that'd fun. be great I'll I'll look for it. Uh, if if you guys have some other comments about this this teaser, yeah, yeah, I can fill time. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. The only <laughs> the only other cooking game I know are the like Food. iPad style games where oh. you manage a diner or something. Over cooking, Mama. Overcooked. What's overcooked? Did you not play Overcooked? No. Oh, we got to play Overcooked We've too. Talked about it too. Yeah, Wait, this might have been before your time. No, this is way before, before Scott's time. time. So Overcooked is a uh, four-player couch co-op game of you are four chefs in a kitchen. You have to prep food. You have to get the raw ingredients, prep it, cook it. And then serve it. And then serve it. Nice. Yeah. And you are in many different kitchens with many different obstacles in on themselves. Not only that, but you also have to focus on when orders come in. Mm-hmm to get them out in time and you've got to sacrifice orders at points it's got a real stupid story lizzie loves that game it's more yeah. or less the cooking version of lovers in a dangerous space time sweet it's the exact yeah like you have your roles you need to do those things uh the game i was thinking of was is called battle chef brigade it just <laughs> within the last year passed its kickstarter um so you have elements of side-scrolling fighting to uh, get ingredients by killing animals or yep, fighting, and, and fighting gathering and plants tree. and so forth. And yeah, I don't think you fight plants, but you uh That's too bad. Maybe if they're like monster plants. Yeah. But it ultimately ends up being like an iron chef cook off sort of thing where you need to use specific ingredients that they tell you to get mm -hmm. and you have to cook dishes with them. And there's even like a spoil or a spoil, excuse me, a puzzle element to how you cook as well. So That's cool. It's a mixture of a few different things together. And it's uh like the presentation is hand drawn and uh you you see that through the animation as well which like is it's, gorgeous for those side scrolling games. Yeah. Um the animation style kind of reminds me of like a Japanese version of Dragon Slayer. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. It's definitely for whatever reason it, it seems to have that slightly older school look like anime from early 2000s or late 90s yeah like part of it i think has to do with a lower frame rate mm. like because that looks like a i don't i can't even tell how many frames per second but it's I mean, not it, enough the, the game is running assumedly at 30 or 60 but the actual animation frames that they use it's like seven <laughs> yeah seven to yeah. 15 something like that um, and I'm I'm kind of wondering because everything out now is more or less a demo form. We're not even seeing like beta. Mm -hmm. This is more teaser, get kickstarted sort of stuff. So I'm wondering if that will improve over time. But if it's hand drawn, I also kind of wonder if that's maybe unrealistic. But yeah, cooking games in general, prepare to dine uh, appears to be something completely different. And is the uh, puzzle cooking mechanic? Does that kind of uh, excuse me? remind you of like bejeweled or yeah, yeah it looks candy like crush i mean if you can take good elements of other games and puzzles and put them in into an overarching game where it's you know if the combat's clean but pretty bare bones and the puzzles are you know complex and rewarding but also a very simple mechanic like if you diversify i feel that's a good way to make a game that that like Scratches a lot of different itches, yeah. I guess. And, and I think as long as you make things accessible enough, even if it's not necessarily a complicated or challenging game, as long as you have something that's relatively enjoyable, you can showcase like the story or the narrative that you're trying to push as well. So like there, there are 
different ways in which this game can be a successful or enjoyable experience. Um, but I haven't really done too much research or looking into this game aside from uh, knowing the title, and knowing the knowing title, the and title, watching a few videos. To, yeah, yeah. Knowing how to Google the title. The videos don't don't show that the gameplay right now looks very promising. But yeah. the idea itself is nice. Aside from that, just aside, like every week, it feels like we have to talk about Nintendo. Something's happening. Yeah, I mean this. That looks like it could be a Nindy game. So oh, it could very well be. Yeah. So actually, I'm not sure. What do we want to focus on on the Nintendo talk besides the fact that uh, they're selling more Breath of the Wild than they are Switches, and they're selling a lot of Switches? That's weird, isn't it crazy? <laughs> yeah, for the U.S. alone, there are over 900,000 uh, Switch consoles at this point, or as of April 13th, and uh, they have claimed to sell around 925,000 copies of Breath of the Wild for the Switch alone. And that includes digital and physical copies in that case. Oh, so I guess that makes sense for the people that buy the uh, crazy special editions and then, and then just like get the digital, digital for the immediate yeah. access. I mean, I was really close to doing that with Persona 5. I could have played them on, you know, Monday night. Could have. Tuesday. Now it doesn't matter because yeah. it's been out for a while. But I'm curious because... Uh, for that type of crazy attachment rate, it's it seems pretty obvious you mean to me. Nearly a hundred percent, over a hundred percent, technically. Well, yeah, I guess the fact is is that we don't get to look at the data. You know, we but, don't get to know exactly how they how they figure that out. Well, it's it's just the matter of like we we technically don't know if every Switch owner has a copy of Zelda, exactly. but enough people double dipping in Zelda make up for those potential people. So yeah. there are presently more Breath of the Wild Switch copies or digital copies out there than Switches in America right now. Is there room for three files on Breath of the Wild? There like the usual? is more room. I'm not sure if there's a limit, but it's based upon what account you're logged into on your Switch. Yeah, okay. and like they're real easygoing on those uh, autosaves. And like then each autosave has its own little spot as well. Yeah. Okay, okay. But I just like, I would have, I could have for uh, Breath of the Wild like, my first account will be Ben, and then there will be Scott, and then there will be like uh, Goliath. Goliath, yeah, <laughs> maybe Go- <I> Goliath, <laughs> your best and, friend Goliath, right? You know? <laughs> just so, just like the old games, like those are the three playthroughs, and they're separate in their own way. Like, yep. does it still have that roughly? And I then don't... the auto saves are nested within that. Yeah, that's that's entirely correct. Okay, okay, okay. You... I haven't actually looked into it. So I just maybe all the maybe there's saves. a Nintendo Switch that. This this phenomenon is happening often enough where a family of like six buys a Nintendo Switch and then they get a copy between like one half and then the other half gets another copy. Well, but I think I don't think there's a limit to that. I think you would yeah. have a bunch of accounts with different saves because just it's as long as you have enough your memory, your and your profiles. So gotcha. if you had seven, if you had seven people using one Switch, they you could have those seven different accounts. I, I'm not sure if there's an account limit. Is what I'm getting at. Right. Okay. We'll see. Either way, I mean, and by we'll see, we'll never know. Yeah, we're it's not it's do a it. total like shoot the moon kind of guess anyway. Yeah, like who would actually do that? But then again, Cookie wants a second switch. I do want a so, second switch. I'll I'll I don't know. these numbers a little bit. My <laughs> buying habits are apparently not the only thing that exists in the world. Surpri- surprising. <laughs> no. But uh, so the question I wanted to pose to you guys is that obviously Breath of the Wild is like the selling point of the Switch, as we all kind of ex- expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happens after Breath of the Wild has run its course? Mario I th- Odyssey. I thought Breath of the Wild already ran its course, but then they did Breath of the Wild go-kart racing, so... What? I haven't heard about this. Oh, you haven't seen the go-karts in Breath of the Wild? Are, are you talking about the flying machines? No, no, they make go-karts now. Okay, and, and is this a <laughs> official add-on? No. Okay. So same as the flying machine, but instead what they do is they take a gold, they take a metal treasure chest and you push it through the cart that has wheels and you can just go kart around now. That's pretty cool. So they're doing some random crazy shit with Zelda at this point that I'm just like, people are still playing this? Okay. It's the ultimate Nintendo sandbox that's ever been made. At this point, yeah. I mean... That's why a lot of people love games like GTA and whatnot is that they just have this crazy sandbox element to them. And finally, Nintendo's done it with their stuff. And 
Oh, I, I'm seeing the go-kart right now on, on my laptop. Same here. It's and pretty cool. It's really wild. It goes pretty dang fast, too. Fast enough to dodge uh, Guardian lasers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're just like... Every other day, I'm like finding another video on like some crazy shit that they're doing with the magnesis. Like, so one guy throws himself on top of a wooden, on the top of a a metal crate, puts it into stasis, and then like hits it so that way it's gonna like shoot off. Then, as soon as it comes out of stasis, he jumps off of it, gets hit by it, gets propelled. And uses it as like a speed hang glider. Oh, that's cool. So it's just like the crazy shit people are doing. And I'm just like, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, what, what comes after Breath of the Wild? Because I know there are still people playing or like, you know, starting up, getting, playing it and so forth. It's not like we've, we've hit the death, if you will, of that game generating sales. No, not at all. Um, so I still have to buy my copy. Exactly. So I think. What I'm planning on doing, I think I'm about to pick up Mr. Shifty. That is a, um, so have you guys heard of, oh God, Hotline Miami? Yes. So it's Hotline Miami, except for your Nightcrawler at the same time. Really? Yes. That's awesome. Hotline Miami, my only complaint was sometimes this shit would happen like off screen just slightly and you get killed by it. Literally only complaint. Otherwise, that's one of the best like adrenaline reaction top-down games I've ever played. Yeah, I'm, so Mr. Shifty is pretty much the same way. I'm really surprised to see this game come out on the Switch when you, you know, it, like the Switch and Nintendo has generally been considered more family-friendly. Yeah, although there's not a whole lot of blood, but I really I like the aesthetic say, of it. It's not, not exactly the same as Hotline Miami. So no, not nearly as <laughs> but, bloody but it as just, that. It just there's seems no drills. it still seems <laughs> like pretty violent because there's a shit ton of bullet holes on the walls and corpses on the ground, you know? Yep. Just wait till the new grittier Mario comes out. Eggs, yeah. And then yeah, then we've got um so after right as soon as the Zelda hype dies down, um at the end of this month, I believe, uh Mario Kart 8's coming out. And that's just going to give you just enough time to enjoy the whatever the hell multiplayer is going to be for free until they decide to start charging for it. And then we're going to have the ARMS. ARMS looks cool. I'm excited for ARMS. I'm looking forward to it. I think they just announced its official release date. Neil? They also gave the official release date for Splatoon 2 as well, right? Oh, yeah. So my question is, uh, the reason I bring this up is, do you think, do you, the two of you think, uh, July 21st, by the way, is the release date for Splatoon 2, mm-hmm. and ARMS release date is June 16th. Now, my question is, do you think the combination of those three games, Mario Kart, ARMS, and Splatoon 2, are enough to carry on the hype train of the Switch? Uh, since they are focusing on more of a multiplayer element between each one while breath of the wild was very much a single player thing i think they will be able to generate some more like they're going to be focusing on a different field of entertainment they're going to be trying to get people to get real excited about the multiplayer market now um and it might be good to make that switch because i don't think that you'd be able to release a single player game of caliber to like hold the torch after breath of the wild breath of the wild was too good you can't follow it up with another like amazing single-player experience because it's going to fall short. So the, the shift to multiplayer is a good change in tone for them. And then right after that, everyone gets tired of the multiplayer, then we're going to hit right in time for Mario. Odyssey, yeah. And that looks pretty good. And you could argue, too, that there's got to be some player base that... Uh, maybe maybe not necessarily a large player base. I, I think they're hoping so that did not purchase Nintendo Switches because they had the Wii U version of Breath of the Wild. Yeah, you know, it's it's really too bad that for the multiplayer stuff that they uh don't that that they don't have a new uh Smash coming out for the for the Switch. Who's to say that doesn't get announced over the next couple months and comes out after Mario Odyssey? It could. It really could. Um if they wanted to fill this front section, I'm just saying it, it would it would be yeah. nice. It would be really nice. 
I think there are some problems with their Smash development right now, or maybe some concerns, because the latest one for the Wii U was not... Is there a Wii U one? Yeah, I, yeah. Okay. Smash 4. Right. It's my favorite yet. It's actually really good. But is, is, that, excellent. is that the one that has kind of been rejected by the competitive scene? Mm, I thought Brawl was the most, like... Hated among yeah. them. I'm not sure. I haven't looked into that. Because last I... I mean, like, granted, my, my knowledge of competitive, uh, like, fighting gaming is shit tier. But I was still under the impression that Melee was the preferred... Well, Melee's always yeah. going to be top Yeah, dog. Melee's always... So, there hasn't been a game that's been accepted since Melee as much as Melee was. Is it just a problem of balancing, then? That um, the other speed? games can't get down? Well, Melee also had some, like... Mechanics in it that shouldn't really exist, like the whole shine canceling and things oh, like yeah. that. Like melee had some accidental mechanics that made it reach a level that was beyond what the developers were even trying to trying to do. And I think people like it for that. People people like their wave dashing and their everything that they've been like, okay. This shouldn't be in the game, guys. Stop. But the gamers are like, yes, keep it. It's so good. So why not just make another Smash with those? They don't like it because it's way more of a competitive. Like then it gets to like really competitive. Um, if you can't do this, then there's you no can't reason win. for you to play. Yeah, it it would be like uh, the same reason that kids don't play Street Fighter online is because then you play against douchebags who play Street Fighter like all the time and they're exceptionally good and you just get stomped continuously. Like, like there's no way to counterplay. I, I know Cookie is kind of one of those guys. I'm a glutton for, no, I'm a glutton for punishment. Oh, I for like punishment. playing against yeah. those guys. And, and I do too, but I'm also an adult. And so. Touche. Yeah. I am also an adult. And, and Smash has this universal like appreciation from people our age who grew up with it from the N64 version and even younger kids. Like, it's accessible to everybody, and I don't think that they want to ever have those like high level mechanics that emerged from melee turn like come into another Smash game and make it impossible for like people to anything. get into. Yeah, sure, I I get it because Brawl does a, or not Brawl. I'm sorry, Smash Four does a really good job with being really mechanically clean and fun to play, and so you can play it at a very high level. And you can also just goof around. And both feel really good and are fun. Yeah. So, other games coming out. Winter of 2017, guys, for the Switch. Payday 2. I haven't played Payday. Surprising. It's especially weird because we know Payday 3 is in development at this point. <laughs> yes. And we're also getting Skyrim, assuming that Valen would, or whatever the hell, the next uh, Bethesda, or Elder uh, Scrolls, Elder Scrolls game is going to is also in development assumedly like fallout's probably not in development so you would imagine elder scrolls 6 it's, they're working on fallout vr right now man which i'm which is going to be genre defining you know according to uh i can't even think of his name now god howard <laughs> <laughs> my my skeptic excuse me my skepticism starts with the fact that how much actual talent is involved well when i say talent i mean staff how much staff is involved in vrifying if you will uh fallout 4 i can't imagine that much really right because you're not necessarily creating new assets you might be cleaning i don't think they need that much stuff they just needed to they just gotta tweak it and make yeah. the locomotion not vomit copter <laughs> which <laughs> which might actually be a lot of work <laughs> well I, it seems like resident evil 7 did a good job keeping the vomit down so but also resident evil 7 from like reports of people playing it at that first e3 event uh-huh it was the vomit ride yeah I, I did hear that like it was like didn't matter how strong of a stomach you had resident evil 7 was just awful and then it came out and everyone was like oh sweet shit yeah sweet yeah uh from what i remember and this could be wrong, but I believe they only had smooth turning for the demo and they did not have the barn door effect. So when you're turning or moving fast, you still had your peripheral vision full blast, which all of all of which could probably induce more vomit. Oh, yeah. 80% like, more vomit. 
now they just need to figure out the technology that instead of creating vomit in your stomach through visual appeal does something like creates food someplace through VR instead and then we'll have (laughs) (laughs) he just went way over there Uh, yeah so I imagine that they're probably working on Elder Scrolls 6. I don't know if they've ever announced that that that's currently in production. But. It seems like one of those things, though, is right after they finish up with that with the Elder Scrolls franchise that they're working on, they get all the DLC done, and they're not currently making, you know, the alternative, which would be Fallout with Bethesda. You, you just assume that they're going for the next sequel. Like, they keep making better money every time they release, you know, Fallout 4 and Skyrim and whatnot. There's no reason for them to not continue to milk the franchise and and do the next step in eventually in the, story the Elder and Scrolls are going to run out though eventually eventually you'll play the entire There's continent an end of, of the Tamriel scroll. I imagine well and so the the other reason why I kind of feel like ES six is probably not too far off is because of how long it took or how uh, how short of a really span there was from the announcement of Fallout Four to the release date. I think it was only two months or it was something. Three like months. That. Yeah. yeah. It was a long three months for me. It was a short three months for me. Hmm. I ended up buying that game by accident and played it for just as long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. There's something about those Bethesda games that have continued to disappoint me and yet I still keep buying them like I I am pushing myself to not buy another Bethesda game until I feel they correct or improve upon the mistakes they've made in the past so basically you're not buying the next Fallout but you are buying the next Skyrim I mean the uh, next Elder Elder Scrolls Scrolls. I'm going to be more inclined to buy the next Elder Scrolls than I would Fallout I think Fallout 4 was cool but once I got more than six hours in i started to realize uh where the frosting was and where the actual cake was so to speak got seven hours in more than i did at that point it does make me sad because fallout was one of my favorite franchises in high school and college now did did you become a fan of fallout during their the original two fallout three was the first first one one i played that that was really quite spectacular of a game to play Especially I got, your first I got just far I just got just far enough to blow up Megaton and then called it a day. Really? So mm. was that your first first Bethesda game? Yes, I think so. No. They no. ignoring like old nope. generations nope. at that point. Because Oblivion came out before that and I okay. played Oblivion. And I liked Oblivion quite a bit too. But yeah, Fallout Fallout three was a step up from Oblivion for me. Um and then New Vegas I wasn't a fan of the setting, but everything else about it was a step up from Fallout 3. And then Fallout 4 felt like it had s- some new mechanics, but besides that, it was a step back in some directions, which really, really hurt. Like, ultimately, at the end of the day, I was just so excited for it. And I got something that I thought was just like, you had you had all all this time and resources and, like, you decided to backpedal on the things that made your game special to me. I mean, it's important to note, though, that Obsidian was the developer behind New Vegas. Right, it, which is different from Fallout 3, but even 3 to 4, it yeah, felt... Yeah, the, There was some significant change, uh, as you put it, backpedaling in certain aspects of the game. Especially, I mean, Obsidian developed it, but that doesn't mean that people at Bethesda didn't play it. Right. They didn't like they it's not like they weren't aware of what the game no, was. Yeah, you're absolutely right there. And I mean, the same thing kind of happened with Bioware and uh, Neverwinter Nights 2. I think it was that was a, uh, another game of Obsidian made. And there were some very noticeable improvements. Granted, I think Neverwinter Nights 1 was received better as a whole. But Obsidian's good at making sequels is what I'll say. Sometimes yeah. they're rushed in development, but uh, as a whole, I think they've always done a great job with their licensed IPs, I guess you could say, or their uh, whatever. But getting back to the uh, Nintendo side of things again, how do you guys feel about not receiving a Nintendo Classic? I feel pretty good about not receiving a Nintendo Classic. Yeah, I mean, if you want it, it's going to come out on your Switch now. Yeah. that library it's gonna be a lot more expensive has that been announced at this point no no but they'll but do it <laughs> eventually maybe who knows but but i'm curious are either of you shocked about how the the classic is now discontinued in north america no there's i think they have several reasons why it's it's a good business decision for them besides disappointing a lot of people 
Um, so yeah, so basically, like, I don't think they were making any kind of money on that. No, they're not. They every so each game on that console would have been roughly two dollars of value then. Like, they, they can sell it. They know that they can sell them as a digital copy for your Switch or your Wii U for like five or ten bucks. Some of those. So first off, they're like. It it is it is a uh, option where it's it's not digitally accessible. You have to have the physical component to do it. But when you can charge more for the game and then not have a production cost to build the unit that plays it, like they save money there and they can charge more. Additionally, they want it. I assume they want to focus more attention on the Switch. Like I think it was really smart for them to release it right before that holiday. You know that period. So like of time. the seven people. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> so they sold out, right? They absolutely emptied, you know, what they had produced and and this last round is probably going to get bought up quite a bit as well. It's going to become a collector's item cuz nobody can get a hold of it. And so they can return attention back to the Switch, which it's selling really well, but I bet it's not selling and sell to Breath of the Wild well though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they need to sell their their consoles like they sell their cartridges. <laughs> So my question is, was the Nintendo Classic always just a marketing move to prepare people for the Switch? I have I can't no say that for idea. sure, but even if it wasn't, the way that they're responding now it implies that that's ultimately what it turned out to be. Yeah, like it, whether it, they wanted it to be or not, it worked well in that capacity. It certainly seemed like the the Classic was the best way to get Nintendo's name back out in the in the wild yeah back out into the <laughs> wild before breath of the wild and the switch came out and it did it pissed a lot of people off they were like hey nintendo classic this thing lizzie was excited for one and then when gamestop didn't have any pre-orders like they just did not give gamestop any pre-orders for this right. console i was like well we're never going to see one of these in person it certainly seems never like have. Looking back on it now, it certainly seems very convenient that everything's fallen into place here in this way. That <laughs> they've I, just had excellent timing on a lot of stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I would call it a conspiracy if it was a conspiracy, but it's certain. Looking at, at it now, it seems like everything was very planned out. They're Japanese, of course. Everything was very planned out. Light Yagami's behind the scenes here. <laughs> Um, so speaking of Nintendo, they, during their direct, they announced a bunch of new Amiibos and me personally, besides the having to steal one of my, uh, wife's coworkers, friends, Zelda Amiibo so I can get my Epona, I kind of just collect certain Amiibos because I like the characters and they brought me back into wanting more Amiibos now with some of the announcements they made. Because you, you want the cloud amiibo, as you were saying, correct? Yes. They also have three new Link amiibos coming out as well. They do. And they do different things for Zelda Breath of the yeah. Wild, too. Majora's Mask, man. I just want Skull Kid. I want them to have a Skull Kid amiibo. That'd be great. One day, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. But yes. I don't think it'll happen. So they've got the Gorgon Majora's Mask. Uh, the, the Goron? Yeah, the Goron. Goron Mask. Shut up. Gorgon. Gorgons. So is it Link in the Goron mask? It's Kid Link holding a Goron mask, like, like right. A, like, oh, either like he next just to took face. it off, or he's putting about to put it on to use his Goron persona. Right. I would argue that I'd like the Deku mask more, even though the Gor the Goron. I think transformation was better. Weirdly enough, I think if you put that in Breath of the Wild, I think they were saying that that gets you the uh, deity. The fierce deity skin? Fierce deity skin in Breath of the Wild. Uh, so it's got nothing to do yeah. with... Either of those things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, so I need to get not the new Zelda ones, but I want to get the Advent Children Cloud. I've got to get both old Bayonetta 2 and Bayonetta 1 and the new Pikmin yeah. Amiibo. And maybe a squid. Maybe a squid. One of the squid kids? A uh, Splatoon squid? Yeah. Not yeah. not the not one of the squid kids. Just a squid. Just the squid. Oh, okay. Okay. They've got a squid. I'm trying to think of the two the two characters that they introduced with Splatoon 1. Amy, Emil. Are they it? I don't I know. I said it with confidence. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Probably not. More than likely not. 100% not? We'll never know. Yep. What other things do we want to talk about? Hmm. I'm, I got all my stuff in. Ditto. What'd you guys think of the first episode of Another? It's spooky. Um, yeah, I'm trying to like go back to that mindset. I know it's only been a few days, but um, I kind of replaced all emotions I felt towards it with Persona Five. <laughs> Not enough has happened yet that I can have like really any feelings on it. So, yeah, it, it it's spooky. The atmosphere is really cool, and I'm assuming was the start of that anime since I was kind of like moving around at that. Was that a future cut? No. So Misaki's dead? Question mark. Don't answer that. Yeah, question mark. I think that's what we're trying to find out. Pretty much. Yeah, so and, we and don't the main know if character's it's a grandma cut. is invisible because they never show her. <laughs> and and the grandfather has a back of the head. He has but not feet. A, yeah. <laughs> so so here's what I want to happen with like how we were kind of watching that. Instead of us having to get together to watch it, we'll watch like a couple of episodes and then talk about it later. I I'm I'm down with that. Can I can do. I, I am down with that. So where do you guys want to be the next time we meet in that show? Shouldn't you be the one selecting that? Yeah, you, 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 need to, that you need to tell us where we need to be for the I next know. episode or the next portion. I know Tiffany immediately watched the second episode that <laughs> night. It's just like, what are you doing, Tiff? I'm thinking like maybe episode five. Okay. Like, so watch five or get up to five? Watch five. All, All right. right. We'll watch good. five. Watched episode five. Hey, viewers, we're, lis- we're listening. We're watching an anime called Another. So if you want to watch along with us and, uh, you know, send your in- and your comments about it, uh, we're watching another episode five by next week then. Yeah. You yeah. want to commit to that? Okay. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, today is the 16th. So you got seven days to watch right. five episodes. So it should be the 23rd. Shoot your emails in by uh, Saturday, the 22nd, if you want them read. Or early podcast at fancyramen.com. Have we been getting emails? Uh, We didn't this week. I should probably check the Facebook page. I've been updating it. I wonder if people are using it, though. With that all said, too, if you want to send in a correction, a comment, or uh, just hate mail, as always, you can send it to podcast at fancyramen.com. I'm also just double-checking and making sure nothing came in this morning. Yeah, we, we don't want anyone to be waiting. Like, I sent an email. What are they talking about? A whole about? other week. Oh, and yes, don't ever hesitate to send messages to the Fancy Ramen Facebook page. Are you going to check that? Yeah, I actually just checked it. I'll yeah, try to check we, it too. We are growing. Really? How many people? Can our fans see how many people? Yes. So I can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> 4,000 people. No. Wow. Uh, We've got 18 follows this week. Hmm. Nice. Not bad. Cool. I'm going to hand this back. Oh, uh, what to other you. things? You went over email. Subs- you went over contact. Like, subscribe, comment. Yeah, subscribe to our iTunes. Thumbs up or thumbs review. down, just like Netflix. And Only give us thumbs up, even if you hate us. <laughs> We'd appreciate it. Yeah, you, you thumbs up for... No, no, be honest with yourself. Valuable and controversial. Content. If you don't like us, just ignore us. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um. Yeah, visit FancyRamen.com. I'm sure that looks exactly the same as it did the last time you visited. Yeah, oh, well, I always update it for podcasts, but aside from that, it looks the exact same. So you can find us on FancyRamen.com. Contact us at podcast at FancyRamen.com. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube, Fancy Ramen in some form or way. And if you think you have a good idea of what we look like based on our voices, you can try and find us. In general, yeah. Yeah, in person. Ooh, you can also draw us. I'll put that up on the Fancy Ramen Facebook page. That'd be page. great. I would love to see what someone's concept of what I look like just based off of my my like voices. Because I, with other podcasters, when I've seen pictures of them, sometimes I've been really shocked as to what they look like. I'm really shocked as to what you look like. Based off my voice? Based off your voice and that description you gave the first day you were here? Yeah. You it's, never... it's right, though. You'd never imagine <laughs> that he would have cat ears on constantly <laughs> with, a, with a, a Japanese headband. And your glasses actually have squiggly lines drawn into them, too. <laughs> like, holy shit, you're really dedicated. And there you don't have to bring that body pillow every place you go. 
I know it. I know you love waifu, but damn. Yeah, jeez, man. Come on. And it's new cover every time. How many covers do you have? <laughs> we'll let you guys sort out what's real and what's fake. Yep. So this has been... Oranges. <laughs> what episode are we on? This is episode... 11, 11. or 12. Episode 11, I think, sounds about right. Okay. And how, like, you know, how are we going to divide these up now? I'm not sure. Do, do these both go up at the same time on the podcast feed? I don't know. Do you do, do you do one episode on Tuesday, one episode on Thursday? These are things that if you have an opinion on, feel free to write in. Uh, yeah, we're, we're not... Also, if you married any opinion, if you don't have an opinion on it, feel free to write in anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't have an opinion. (laughs) Obviously. Because we're not committing to anything. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) But yeah, guys, it's been been great talking to you as always. Thank you for listening. This is Fancy Ramen Podcast. Bye. Bye. Peace.